Hello, and welcome to a new episode of On Air with Air Cargo Next. I am Yael Katzwer, the Deputy Editor with Air Cargo Next. Today we will be speaking with Alan Vey, founder and chair of Aventus, a London-based tech firm that onboards companies in various sectors, including supply chain logistics, to Web3. Web3, the latest iteration of the internet, incorporates blockchain technologies to streamline and optimize operations. Aventus teaches enterprises, such as London Heathrow Airport, how to take full advantage of all Web3 offers. Through Aventus, Alan Vey is helping companies embrace the internet's newest capabilities. Aventus is a Web3 company. We're focused on bringing blockchain and tokenization solutions to uh, the enterprise market. Uh, we've been around for a few years now and have been growing, uh, kind of doubling our size year on year. Um, I am the founder of Aventus. Um, so yeah, I, I've been doing this. Uh, we started the initial version of Aventus in 2016. I founded it right out of university after doing my master's in artificial intelligence and uh, yeah, we've been building ever since. What is Web3? What does that mean? I think it's helpful to look at the evolution of the internet in understanding what Web3 is. Let's start at the beginning. What was Web1? So the first version of the internet can basically be described as a, a read-only system, right? There were a bunch of servers that stored documents, and you would log on, and you would be able to retrieve those documents and read them on your computer. That was Web1. Then with the advancement of technology, the kind of dot-com bubble, everything that happened there, we emerged into the world of Web2. And Web2 essentially gave you not only read capability, but also write capability. So think user-generated content. Think Facebook, all of these, right? Users actually writing information back, technologies like JavaScript making websites more uh, interactive, more dynamic. That's Web2, and that's where we got to uh, uh, most recently. Web3, on top of the read and write capabilities, adds the ability to own. So what Web3 does is it allows you to, in a digital context, actually own items on the internet. And that's what we've seen with blockchains, right, from maybe not-so-high-value pictures to all kinds of other elements of representing digital scarcity. Um, and with scarcity, obviously, comes value. And that's where you get all of these coins, Bitcoin and everything else comes out of that fundamental principle of digital scarcity. So you talked about Web3 technologies. Can you explain what that means exactly, Web3 technologies, and how that's helping in the supply chain management and logistics? Yeah, so these, the technology that is required to create this digital ownership model that exists within Web3 is blockchain. And blockchain is basically, you can consider it a new kind of database. It has certain properties that never previously were possible in software databases. And some of those properties lend themselves very well to supply chain use cases. So the specific properties that I'm referencing, one is immutability. This is an append-only ledger. So nobody can go in and delete records or change records 
once consensus has been reached between the various parties within the system on whatever has occurred, that will forever be there and all you can ever do is add on records to that record. So it creates a nice audit trail for people that is tamper-proof. That's that property of immutability. Then there's also a property of transparency. Every single transaction within that system, that blockchain system, can be seen by all of the participants within that system. Now, what this doesn't mean is that all people's information is publicly visible. What it means is the right people who are supposed to have access to that supply chain ecosystem will be able to completely transparently retrieve the information that is relevant to a specific area. So in an abstract sense, those are the, the properties that are useful. And, and I can walk you through a couple of our use cases where we've actually specifically uh, kind of like nailed this down. Yes, please. I would love to hear some use cases. Great. So let's start with what we've done at Heathrow Airport. So we have, we work with the aviation perishables handling department, right? So this is the department that deals with anything that needs to be cooled or has certain requirements around it. It has a kind of expiry date on it. Now, any aircraft, anything that goes in an aircraft, as you probably know, goes in a ULD, a unit load device. This is where you put uh, whatever, the baggage, the cargo, the mail, everything, right? And it goes from one aircraft to another aircraft. And there are a variety of parties, baggage handlers and whatnot that touch it as it goes through that process. Now, what we have done is used Web3 technology to create a more transparent and immutable record of the processes involved. So there's a variety of different forms that need to be created. So we use um, artificial intelligence techniques like um, optical character recognition and machine learning to extract information from these ULDs, process that information, and automatically generate the variety of different forms that are required to document who offloaded that ULD, what is contained within that ULD, whatever, right? And we use a blockchain as the base to track and record this item as it moves through the various states uh, within the airport and then onto the other plane. And by using this system and essentially creating a, an interoperable backbone for the various systems that sit within uh, the airline and various parties involved, we've been able to provably reduce the operational expenses by 7%. So if you extrapolate that across the industry, that's a $1.25 billion saving that can be had by using this technology. So what puts this technology above other technologies that are used for tracking shipments through each stage? Because there's quite a bit out there right now. Internet of Things, people are using AI. How is what you're doing better? Yeah, so... This is not instead of, this is an enhancement on top of Internet of Things. And we would take it a step further and call it the economy of things. So Internet of Things, we, we have a partnership as well where we're working with Vodafone to now bring SIM cards and IoT devices onto these ULDs. So why SIM cards, first of all, you've probably seen various Bluetooth technologies um, or other technologies used. The problem with most of them is 
you have to install infrastructure at the airport. That means you have to go airport by airport and install expensive infrastructure. That's a barrier to scaling that solution. If you put a SIM card in there, a partner like Vodafone has global network coverage everywhere, right? So you don't actually have to install anything new. You're using the cell phone towers. So using that and combining the, the SIM card itself has the ability to manage the digital identity, the sort of decentralized digital identity of the ULD. That works very well in generating the permissions and the signatures for the audit log that goes on the blockchain. So we're using those two technologies together, Internet of Things plus blockchain, to create what many are referring to. You may have seen the partnership between Microsoft and Vodafone as well, looking at the economy of things. So really where you have value moving around items automatically. So we envisage a future of this product where you no longer have to have paperwork and people settling payments based on receiving paperwork. Everything happens automatically. The system, there are smart contracts on the blockchain that see, okay, this is what the parties have agreed. We see this item has now arrived in Heathrow. We see it's been processed by Swissport, the cargo the handler. Okay, automatically release the payment and move it on to the next place. So it's, a, it's an operational efficiency gain and an enhancement to existing IoT solutions. What does implementation look like when, let's say, when Heathrow first hired you guys, what was the process of getting them set up to use this technology? Well, I would say, because we've been doing this for about a year and a half now, so the industry's moved on a bit and the, the knowledge and understanding of the industry has moved on. So I'd say the biggest part was education and risk mitigation. When you see the world of Web3 and you see the world of blockchain, stories like FTX come up and there's a variety of nefarious activity that's happened in the space. So any CIO that's sitting at an enterprise level, first of all, is thinking risk. How risky is this technology? What are the problems that are going to crop up? So helping the client understand and navigate that landscape was the biggest challenge a year and a half, two years ago. Today, with parties like BlackRock being the biggest holder of Bitcoin now that they've launched their exchange-traded fund and the way the SEC and the U.S. market has moved on, risk is being perceived. People are understanding that there's a difference between the controversial use case cryptocurrencies and the fundamental technology blockchain. So to a degree, that has decreased. Then more specifically, to answer your question around what the, the implementation looks like, the first step is to set up the parties that are allowed to have access to the network, right? Who should be able to see what kind of information? So there's a scoping phase that happens. Typically, this takes a few weeks of understanding exactly who's going to see what that sits on this network. It's then setting up a private network within the cloud environment, the preferred cloud environment of the, the supplier. AWS is what most of our clients have been using so far, but Oracle, Azure, whatever, right? Um, and then there's a degree of training staff on just understanding the new technology. Our technology will deploy with the click of a few buttons. That's much more about making sure we understand who's going to use it and helping them understand how to use it. That's where the main time goes. So from zero to having this deployed and working in production, we typically allocate about one quarter. 
So it's no secret that aviation is lagging in digitalization. Have you noticed anything like that? Because I know your company also supports the entertainment sector, sports. You work with various industries. Absolutely. So all of the different industries have their, their own quirks, right? Um, in aviation, what we've observed is there is significant... Many of the systems are from the 80s. And uh, they, they have been kind of have had elements patched onto them and slowly advanced over the coming years. What we've been able to do with the parties that have joined this is almost leapfrogging over some of those steps to the world of Web3. Um, but absolutely, so at some points, <laughs> even looking at an aircraft, people will have a look, not quite see all the ULDs, but there's a time rush, and if you don't get it done within 90 minutes, then you know the aircraft has to go, and it just gets signed off. There's all kinds of uh, sort of basic procedures that are still happening. So just even moving from pen and paper to a system like ours, which is doing things digitally, and you just point a camera at the ULD rather than writing down the name of the ULD on your piece of paper, gives max maximum um, efficiency gains, which is quite useful for a company like ours. If you're able to structure the commercial model in a way where there's not a lot of upfront cost, but rather you tax the value that you create or the cost saving that you create. So let's say we cut costs by 10% and we retain half of those cost savings. There's a great business in it for us and there's great efficiency to the client without too much overhead initially. It really just comes down to who has the scope to allocate the time which is obviously challenging for some market participants. We thank Alan for his time and insights into the workings of Web3 and how it can help the supply chain industry. You can look for more coverage and stay up to date on industry news at aircargonext.com.